0: I'll just check everything's, all the settings are solid, yep. So what episode is this, episode five?
1: Yes. Working
0: our way up, getting to that hundred.
1: Yep.
0: I'll uh, I'll take your speaker as well, I've got a fountain next to me, churning water, the mosquito paradise. Cool, so uh, yeah, so what about this date then that you told me about, the Stubbs restaurant?
1: Um, Yes, uh, you know, it's funny because Stubbs as well um, has six letters in it, phone number, prefixes, one, two, three, three, followed by six, 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 followed by one, 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 which also equals three. Um, It also has 498 Google reviews, which is three times 166. Um, what else do we have? Oh, and it's on Op- Apollo. It's on, like, let me tell you the name of uh It's okay. It's next to uh, Apollonia Beauty. Yeah, nothing in like that. I think that's genuinely coincidental, i.e., that's probably more organic. Organic stroke, cosmic, mathematical, robotic, matrix stuff than a uh, intentional human design, but the phone number intentional human design for sure. It's got to be. I think. Although constantly... is it? <laughs> 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 and uh, one... in... yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, the number six hundred and sixty-six really exists, and you know, some kid had to. You know, there's a school of two thousand kids. The kid that was called to, I don't know, to do something, you know, it's number 666 isn't necessarily um, Damien, but, um, yeah, so, you know, these things exist. Funnily enough, um, as we know about cusp dates and stuff, uh, yesterday being the 22nd of October, which would be, um, yeah, the cusp, um, the cusp Day, day, um, the coming in of... Uh, of a new zodiac sign, and it has like an esoteric um, significance. Um, As we know, many people of significance are born on cusps on 21st or 22nd of the month, Um, and they also tend to die a lot on the 21st, 22nd. um. And, yeah, yesterday there was an underworld figure um, that was suicided. His name's Dave Courtney. Um, and he made it as a, you know, like a kind of like UK, maybe B list kind of celebrity. You know, he acted in the
0: that UK gangster turned actor.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yesterday he was, in my estimation, probably suicided. And um, they said, you know, initial reaction. Um, reports whether, you know, he shot himself in the head. Immediately. I just thought, mm. Yeah. Um, nah. <laughs> and apparently there was a pillow over his face. I mean, you know, if you got a shoot off in the face, would you like, oh, I know you just put a pillow in so I don't make any noise for anybody? Like, oh, I don't know. So, yeah, we'll see. But um, they're definitely treating it as suspicious um, and it sounds uh, suspicious if you ask me. So, uh, R.I.P. Dave Courtney. Um, and, yeah, he was uh, also a uh, linked to the Cray Twins and people like that, he was 64 years old, um, born on the 17th of February, so yeah as I said he's a genuine working class lad, Um, yeah I mean but who knows, who knows uh, which heights he reached, which lodges he annoyed potentially, (laughs) yeah. Yeah I mean with that
0: career working with the Cray Twins no doubt, um, I mean the Cray Twins were involved in uh, Issuing children to the politicians for their fuckfests. Uh, I mean, it was the the what, what was his name? I, I get them mixed up. Right, Re- I think I think Reggie was the one. That was Reggie born. was the the one that was banging kids. Or, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. certainly banging very young men. Um, and he was attending the same parties where children were issued to various influential characters. But Naturally, anyone working within their realm, hence this chap who was suicided, as of was it yesterday
1: or this morning? It was literally Sunday morning. So Sunday morning,
0: yeah. A chat like that's going to know who's been banging the nine year olds and who hasn't, uh, amongst yeah. other things. So, eventually, you know, um, whether they needed to, whether it was just for insurance, just in case, you know, a guy like that's going to get bullets to the heads. And there we go, it's just happened, uh, expected. Although I say that, but then there's many cases where people that have apparently, you know, uh, ended their, their years on this in this world are probably still alive. It's all just a game plan, you, know, you You have your stint of kind of theatricals, pretending, imitating certain characters, whether they're politicians or I don't know, military officials or whatever, and then you end up getting car bombed or you go missing or you die of old age. But realistically speaking, are still dotting around playing golf in some course in North America and uh yeah i mean it's just it's part of the contract isn't it it's part of the stipulations you're born into the service and it is a service because it's a cult uh, fraternal sororities fraternal uh, brotherhoods sisterhoods you know they know the game plan from the off and uh once they do their service i guess it's retirement from there on so who knows who knows could just exactly. be a character
1: exactly one more thing about stubbs restaurant um i'm looking at the coordinates. Um, so phone number oh one two three three six 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 one one one, the coordinates of five one which is six dot one six six, yeah matrix coincidence it's got to be. <laughs> well, it's a
0: comb- it's a combination of both. I think you know yeah, the, yeah. the they they do it because there is a genuine energy to these numbers. I mean you know the, the, the numerology is. Present within our realm at least you know visually speaking we can recognize it because it's meant to be recognized for those Absolutely. who have the capacity to but that that recognition is because there is this deep underlying kind of uh, spiritual essence behind these kind of numerological factors you know the ley lines etc you know the, the kind of the parameters of the world as we're as we know it, um, exists within what you could call a matrix, I guess, because everything's a program. I was just thinking when you uh, opened, uh, everything's a program, really. So even if we were biological and this wasn't a virtual experience and we're not actually just kind of drones in some fluid bathing in some bath on some skyscraper as depicted in Keanu Reeves's Matrix, Um with, the, of course, the the producers or the directors being two transsexual brothers now, uh, again, because, you know, it's the way, that's the way it happens, right? But uh, even if, you know, we were AI, or bi, it doesn't really matter, because everything has to be controlled by a system, do you know what I mean? So if you take the kind of like Christian standpoint or the religious standpoint, you know, there's this kind of one God, this all kind of time creator who's sitting up in a cloud and designing everything that we see. Well, that still has to be a derivative of... Planning and plans come from numbers, so or as a form, numbers, method. As, as a, system, enough, I mean, as a formula, exactly. There.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's even like, tricky. yeah, I mean, mathematics is like the be all and end all of everything, it's like this thought plus this action equals this result. Um, this feeling projected at this situation equals this result. This action minus, you know, one's deductive reasoning, um, ironically, equals a certain feeling. And, um, yeah, literally everything can be equated to an equation.
0: Everything can be equated to an equation. That's a nice T-shirt right there. I always... (laughs) I sometimes... (laughs) By the way, you know, I did the Google Drive thing recently. I had to transfer all the files from just all these various emails I uh, had created for the free 15 gigabytes uh, because I consolidated them all into one centralized um, address. And I came across a a list of kind of stupid kind of T-shirt slogans and, and kind of Funny phrases that I concocted along with some friends a number of years ago. I'll have to send them to you because it would be quite a cool thing. Just to, I know t-shirt shops are so corny, but some of these are really fucking good. Man, <laughs> <laughs> some of them are. Some of them are it's appalling. Of course, you walk through an airport, with one of these, and you be and you be detained instantaneously. But I mean, that's what gives it kind of a little bit of um, uh, magic. Exactly. Uh, I think so. I'll have to. I'll have to spread that uh, across uh, via WhatsApp or wherever. Um, yeah. So, what what have you been up to then? Aside from getting
1: asked out, on a, did she ask you out on a date, or did you? Uh, which one? Um, the, the, the restaurant. Uh, the oh yeah 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 yeah. So she um, recommended it. So yeah, she. She recommended, recommended it. How does that? This, how does what, that like, work? this was the first uh, you recommend. Like so. Um, Basically I was like we both don't really know the area too well that we're gonna meet in because she's like a Kent person. So uh, yeah, in Kent there's just like not a lot going on. So um the place that we this Stubs is in Ashford, which is about half an hour from her and like, you know, maybe forty five minutes from me. Um and I was like, I don't know, it's like I recommended somewhere. Um it was called The Riverside Inn. had good reviews and stuff. Apparently, they sold like amazing food, so I was like, Yeah, okay, you know, it's kind of like a weeknight kind of situation, perfect. And she was like, Oh, Stubbs Champagne Bar. And if you want to go even deeper with the Stubbs Champagne Bar, Champagne has nine letters, Bar has three, Stubbs has six, three, six, nine. The maths is simple, 18, you know, you got there can be flips and dice so many ways, six, 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 but um. Phone number, 666, prefix 01233, and in 111, which equals three. Yeah, that's the matrix on overdrive. Is, um, it,
0: is it normal to meet in champagne bars? Perhaps I don't live in, in, in your it, world, James, but it, <laughs> it does seem very upper middle to be going to champagne bars on the weekend. What does she do for a living? Well, I'm a That's user. her recommendation as well. Yeah, Probably because sure she, she wasn't well. paying.
1: Well, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, nowadays, you know, this is one good thing about the liberals is that going Dutch isn't so frowned upon anymore. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, one good thing about this whole kind of change in the social order of things. But um but yeah, but you you're still paid, didn't you? I mean, the thing is, uh, not always, <laughs> no, I, I mean, absolutely not, not always. Um, I'm inclined to like more often than not, maybe. But like, if they kind of you know jump up with their card, I'm like, okay, yeah, fair play. If they jump up, I with have a it, qu-
0: I have a question. Do you think, I mean. You know, I I think I know the answer to this because it goes down that rabbit hole of every single act is a self-interested act. Mm -hmm. But let's say you go on 10 dates, so 10 women, 10 dates, okay? Now, you have this kind of, this moral idea, this morally grounded idea, which I agree with, and anyone should, that everyone should pay their own bill. You should split the bill. Right? Unless someone yeah. is really struggling for cash, if everyone, yeah, you know, um, everyone should split the bill, irrespective of whether a man or a woman. That's the way it should be. I think. Okay. However, would you be more inclined to pay if the lady was more attractive?
1: Right. This us be is, honest. Right. No, okay. Right. Right. <laughs> Once upon a time, yes,
0: yes, it is,
1: yes. It is. Once upon a time, but not anymore. So it's Don't like. I went to Marbella recently, yeah, very wanky. I know. Uh, I'm not one of yes. those Marbella people. I just kind of like <laughs> went along, you know, I kind of just went along for the experience. Um, you know, just, it was like going to a zoo and um, a human one. And uh, yeah, um, I met, you know, a very attractive lady and like. She had this, like, entire aura, and, like, she was making, you know, saying things, like, you know, basically expecting me to, you know, pay for things. Um, And I thought to myself, right, I don't think it's morally right for, you know, I think a woman should have to, like, kind of prove her worth. Before, like, I start just like, because a lot of women kind of just see it as, oh, yeah, I'll go out on a night out, uh, I'll get guys to buy me drinks, and yeah, and I'll, you know, and I'll go home, you know, I can get multiple men to buy me drinks, and...
0: But I think it's it, a level thing, isn't
1: it, though? It's, you know, I, I went in interrupt, keep going. Yeah. Um, so, there's a part of me that is like, um, whether it's the ego, it's like I don't like to feel victimised or used um by a woman you know in particular and i think it's probably down to you know experiences of you know been that guy who's you know bought a girl lady a couple of drinks and then you know maybe she's fucks off with somebody else or don't think you know that's you know, that one would deem as unfair because you've got these unwritten kind of rules in your head it's like okay well you talk to somebody somebody buys you drinks you know it's because you know you let somebody buy you drinks who you're interested in or but yeah as we know um people will try and just get things because they can get things and um I don't like to facilitate that, and I think it breeds bad behavior. It's like rewarding a bad child because somebody who's out there just like get things, and then you giving it to them, and then you know it kind of just exacerbates and perpetuates said behavior. So, um, I like to nip things in the bud, and I like to be that guy um, that changes a a woman's paradigm. So, I'll do things that might not be expected. Um, of, of one and I've found recently that that is definitely the way to go um, in terms of self-interest, in terms of morality I think and even just for the sake of like society. Um, I the also desperate. think it commands
0: more respect uh, in, in terms of the woman's perspective it's quite an alpha move to be honest Um it shows Absolutely. that you're not too desperate that said it still goes back to the original question that if they're more attractive. if a if a, if a 10 if there was a 10 and i'm not saying she's asking you to buy her a drink but you want to solidify that date you, you can't tell me that you wouldn't be more inclined to oh, pay mate. the bill because it's more beneficial to you, to you do,
1: so you I'm, know i've actually i've actually got to that level now where, yeah, it's all the same. And sometimes... (laughs) And sometimes I'm even more likely to buy a less good-looking bird a drink because she's probably not even like, I'll just do it out of charity. Like, just, yeah, you know, have it. Because you're not trying to get anything... No, that's bullshit because that
0: that contradicts the self-interest. That that contradicts the the notion of everything is done to benefit the individual, right? So, you Mm -hmm. don't... but No one buys anything someone out of charity because there's no such thing as charity there's no such thing as selfishness that's uh, selflessness or, or the word i uh, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of altruism it's complete bullshit it's nonsense no one does anything against themselves and um, there's always a self-interest self interest there to be had so if you're buying a less attractive person a drink perhaps it's because you think they're easier um. <laughs> And that's what I was going to go into, the league scenario, because this doesn't just apply to relationships between men and women or women and women or men and men or whatever. This applies to the whole social structure, the social fabric of everything that we see and do, right? Because in any relationship, take a married couple with four kids. Someone's the boss. In fact, take the kids, one of the kids, irrespective of if they're different ages, they could be Siamese twins. One of them is the beta or one of them is alpha. Perhaps that's the wrong way of putting it, but one is in charge and one has lesser authority everything in life is the same You take three ministers they're all working on 65k a year exact same salary they're all the same height same eye color same hair color went to the same school it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how close things are someone always has moral authority so bringing that back down into the original question of like okay we have the moral standpoint that you know you should split a bill but realistically speaking do you think there's more desire for let's say the man to pay in certain situations or the woman to want to split the bill or even offer to pay because there's a difference in league so for instance with the latter example perhaps the woman is less attractive than the man then she likes the man more therefore she's willing to split the bill or pay and in the case of you know the, the reverse the man Maine. you know sees <laughs> that the woman is way more attractive or way better looking and therefore right.
1: he has to put more effort in i've experienced both. I've experienced every corner of this spectrum or every angle of this prism so obviously like last year there was that crazy situation with the German ladies she was on well, as close to a tennis she can get I suppose you know blonde tall, big tits preface and all that sort of stuff athletic body <laughs> <laughs> and she was you know very happy to pay, like obviously, she was minted, you know, she'd been rode like horses for fun, and she had her own like dental practice and stuff. I don't know if you remember, yeah, um, I do, I remember the pictures yeah. as well, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> how could you forget? And um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so she, um, you know, was happy. So, once again, there's so many different like, nuances because a really hot chick with money versus a really hot chick that hasn't got money, um maybe like if I picked her up in like a Lamborghini but she doesn't know what my situation is, maybe she's just assumed that she's richer than me, so therefore she felt more inclined to pay. Whereas like recently um a situation where like I met, you know, a quote unquote ten, who was a lot more like, yeah, you know, like and quite vocal about the fact that she expected a man to pay and I still didn't, and I still managed to take her home. So and yeah, you know, we still talk. Um, so, yeah, these. Um, and then also, I've had another situation uh, very recently with another Swiss um, lady who maybe might have felt that she wasn't so attractive and therefore she kind of jumps up and kind of, yeah, was like, yeah, let's split it all. And the funny thing about it is, is that I was going to just pay it. I was going to pay it Oh, I went up to there to pay it, and she ran up beside me and, like, insisted that we go halves. And, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, I'm more likely to pay for somebody who's a nice... Like, I would go on a date with somebody who's travelled a long way that isn't, like, somebody who I might not even find that attractive. And I would pay for it just the like, fact That they're a nice person. Whereas I could be this really hot chick who's just, like, a bit of a bitch and a bit entitled. I just think, nah, nah I'm not going to do it not gonna fucking pay for it from like a moral standpoint and i would agree that there is a level of self-interest because everything you could argue is a self-interest acts even if it is genuinely for somebody else's what we call physical benefit because you can get some residual spiritual or you know kind of rub from it or 100 you're implanting uh, energy you're yeah. planting a, a, a directive of energy i guess exactly like an endorphin high it might be you know something that's temporary even though like consciously you're not doing it for that reason consciously you're saying yourself that you know I'm. it can definitely be argued that ultimately you're getting something from any acts that you do any act i would you know you know my standpoint i'm I'm more of a believer in altruism um because because it's like and I think there could be um I mean if you just wanna if you want to be very like shall we say logical and philosophical there's absolutely an argument there isn't and I understand the argument. However, in reality and I think intention matters. I think intention is like a real thing. And I think kind of human discernment and intention shouldn't be completely discounted Um, and once again there could be like a whole scientific and metaphysical debate to be had on that as well but Maybe we'll do that on episode six, like, or <laughs> seventy-one, or sixty-six,
0: like. or, or or six to seventy-one, because it would take so long to 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 get to that stage of be being familiar. able to decipher if there is an answer to the question. And, um, exactly. but no, it is it is a very I I actually see that the it doesn't almost matter whether there is a final answer to the question. But for me, like. Questioning why it is that we do things is perhaps the most important characteristic to have when deciphering Mm. all other aspects of our life. Because you know, to interpret yourself is to interpret others. And once you feel that you have a grounding in understanding why it is that you do certain things, then it's 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 you feel at least that you can interpret others. And through interpreting others, you can interpret the events of the day, through interpreting the events of the day you can interpret the events of the past from the future and therefore kind of discern the directive that you want to place yourself in. So I think it's actually one of the most important, um, what's the word, accolades, I guess, to, to possess. Even the question itself, pondering it, having it in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. this kind of query at a future date is is a step
1: in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. I think it's a really good thing. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favourite you know, qualities in people are like those who are, People have like an introspective nature. People are inquisitive in general, but especially those who are introspective and kind of analyze themselves, look inside, you know, their own mind, people that are self aware, people that understand themselves and, yeah, their, uh, you know, their triggers. And, you know, and ultimately that's progressive because, you know, people with those oh, kinds exactly. of are always going to be the type that, grow and they're going to learn quicker and just be more open to stuff in general being truly open-minded yeah speaking of open-mindedness then what is
0: on your bucket list what are the things that you would like to do the kind of classic certain number of tasks to undertake before you die
1: that kind of thing okay absolutely um to have a fantastic threesome with two tens, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to be I mean, three. Only, the only two. Yeah, I mean, because anything more than that just gets a awkward. Three more yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll be awkward. It's like, you know, it's like flipping on like three. It's like entertaining one is like, you know, takes some doing. Like, but yeah, two birds. That is plenty. I mean, and the thing is, is that, Honestly, if I died and that didn't happen it's like, I could happily live with myself. You know, I've had a, you know, I, I've had some fun in my day, but that's a real novelty that um that I'd like to have. It'd have to be like under the perfect circumstances, like, you know, for it to be really good. Like, you know, like they actually both like kind of like you and, you know, and everything's good. Like, you know, paying for it or something just wouldn't be, yeah. I wouldn't, wouldn't cut it. Yeah, exactly. But I think
0: for that to happen, you've got to go to a different environment. Because I think there's certain places in the world, certain cultures where there's more inclination for just people as a whole to do things that are like less conventional. And though the UK, I don't think the UK is, but although London is more multicultural and there's certainly a lot going on, it is an international vibe. I still think that the odds of uh, attaining that that desire are far more uh, prevalent in, let's say, somewhere like Sweden, <laughs> off the <laughs> top of my head. or even Germany, to be honest, because Germans are very, they're repressed people, and I think with repression comes expression. In different forms and I think it's very underground with, with German culture I think as a result of a kind of east-west divide and you know for a lot of people living under a kind of regime um, and being kind of enforced to, or forced to kind of undertake a very disciplined lifestyle I think they seem to they release themselves in, in ways that are very kind of Berlin-esque for lack of a better term as I'm sure We've talked to about before, and I'm sure you've experienced. Yeah. So I think somewhere like that increases your odds. I think you got, to, or somewhere like Colombia, to be honest. I think you know Latin America has areas where you'll be able to kind of pick up on that easier than you perhaps would be able to, naturally speaking, in like you know Mayfair or Belgravia or even Shorty
1: you at know New Cross yeah. or wherever. Yeah, it's funny you say that actually because um, uh, another good friend of mine actually said almost the same thing to me he was like yeah do you know what you should do james you should uh go on a flight to Colombia and go and find a woman so it's just funny that you said Colombia because you said Colombia as well um so yeah that could be the matrix talking to me um <laughs> so be booking that flight to columbia back. soon <laughs> So what else is on the bucket list then? Um, so there's that. Um, there's going to Thailand um, because I don't just—it's just something that's like been in my head since I was like 11 years old, and like our dreams of being a professional Thai boxer, and like our four amateur level. Um, but yeah, that's just going you know, like into club stuff. And but yeah, I've just like, had something about just try. to ultimately to go to Thailand, but for many other reasons, you know, great food, great weather. You know, a no, lot art, parties, exactly. But just like being at the, the land of Thai boxing, Thai boxing was my first love of, in terms of martial arts. That was, uh, that was my first love. And it was um, a back injury that stopped me competing in Thai boxing. And I kind of scaled it back to boxing and just, you know, throwing hands. And that was one that's my fitness and self-defense kind of, um, you know, um, art of choice um, at the moment. Um, yes, uh, so, yeah, going and doing a camp there. I'd also like to go to Nara, Japan, and um, there's just something enchanting about it. And um, the fact that the deers are revered in in that place, and you know, literally, deers can just walk around the shops it's just something very, um, yeah, wholesome about that place. I'd like to go there. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd have to visit Tokyo if I went to Japan, i have to visit Tokyo. Um, but yeah, yeah, Nara in Japan, and then. Yeah, but but three. Those are the three main things. Um, there's millions of other things, but yeah, those are the three standouts. And it's just so funny that I mentioned the woman first. But anyway, <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like uh, at least two good
0: trips. I mean, obviously, I don't think it would be. Well, you could consolidate more into one, but Thailand, especially would be in Tha- Tha- Thailand, Japan. So you could do one and three. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Say so again. So the ones that can, in? can, can, can consolidate, consolidate one and threes, so, uh, yeah, 100 percent meet you know, some like whatever raunchy Belgian girls that are traveling and then like you know, something <laughs> Why Belgium? I don't know, yeah, I don't know, something just tells me that, yeah, I don't know, just Belgium, Belgium, it's,
0: yeah. not, right. it's not great. I mean, Flemish Belgium's nice, Ghent's and uh, what else? Bruges, I know, if Bruges in Flemish Belgium, I think it is, yeah, but Ghent was really nice, nice place. But, but bloody hell, French-Belgians are (laughs) shithole. Not all of them, they're nice people of course, but Brussels, good God. And I was like, oh no, Brussels is really nice, no it's not shit, it's terrible, bloody hell. Um, But yeah, no, I think Thailand and Japan, I'd never heard of that Japanese deer thing though. I guess it's not just similar to uh, India with respect to cows, you know, how they're revered and they can wander into people's shops and lay down on the floor and take a dump and no one cares. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: It's just like this, yeah. In Nara, uh, Um I think the legend behind it is that um, there was like some kind of patron saint, um, and the idea was that when he, you know, died, they believe that his soul went into a deer, and then as a result, there's um, a revered. Let me just look that up. Are you sure that is? So there's no there's no venison on the menu then? <laughs> yeah, I'd have thought not, I have eaten. <laughs> antelope before, which is uh, very tasty.
0: No, I bet. I like uh, I like game actually, like gamey meat. I think it's delicious. You know, pheasant. Um, what do I have? I had springbok uh, as well. I've had lion, which some people don't like, but it was delicious actually. Um, hmm. A ga- gamey burger. Um, so you see lion, not what? what? Like, d- describe that meat to me. So, I mean, think of like a beef burger and then replace that with that gamey flavor that you get from you know like a rabbit or a pheasant or something like that uh, very heavy very rich um tasty actually tasty uh, nothing like beef the consistency is the, the look is but it's yeah it's just it's really gamey very rich you know very uh, kind of like a purpley meat it was really nice and, and that probably wasn't good lion either because i don't imagine they're slicing up the healthy ones i imagine these are the old boys that get um you know shredded in the in the farms and whatnot in in south africa that they use for um appeasing american hunters and whatnot i guess once they reach their cell by day or perhaps zoos who knows perhaps it came from the mexican zoo i had it in mexico city actually not on this trip hmm. but when i was last in mexico city there's a kind of high-end mercado which is like a kind of like a uh, you know like a farmer's market in europe but it's you know for novelty items and so novelty cheeses and meats and whatnot you could you could eat elephant there snake springbok ostrich um i think we had snake lion and maybe it was ostrich on that occasion
1: yeah it's, i've uh, had ostrich i've had ostrich
0: yeah i mean some of them are just not great you know but some of them are it's a bit like fruit it surprises me you know you travel around the world and you you often come across novelty fruits that should be on the shelves as kind of standard surplus in and around you know, Europe and the West. and uh, But you tend to find the kind of atypical orange apple banana. And, yep. and that's not just because they're the most delicious fruit. I guess it's because they're the most consistent, they're the most, you know, easily attainable um yeah. there are so many delicious things out there but at the same time there are shit ones as well that are just sold for the sake of it being a novelty and you know you have a bite and you think well this is fucking bullshit <laughs> <laughs> but i mean there's always a market for that isn't there because everyone wants to try something new especially in a world of of consumerism where foodies seem to be more prevalent than anyone else any other kind of type of interest on planet. which i've never understood i think you're probably a foodie um, oh, yeah. i'm not i'm not a foodie but some people are it's like people that are really into dogs, which I really don't like. I find them weird. They're very strange people. People that are obsessed with their dogs. They lick their dogs. They kiss oh, their noses. Yeah. They dress their dogs up. They're weird. They've got social problems. They have, you know, they've got some kind of mental illness. You know, like uh, if you, they, they clearly don't treat their partners like that. Probably because they don't have a partner. But you know, it, it, it amazes me how people can apply such a level of such a level of respect and moral concern to a dog that will shit on the street comfortably and then have you wipe it up, which is another thing, isn't it? Isn't it really disgusting? Like you're, an, you're a human being, you're an adult and you're picking shit up with your hands mm-hmm. from an animal that you have bought dressed and you stroke and comb and take to bed. Some people mm-hmm. do. I find it disgusting. I find it really, I find it a reflection of someone's integrity and, 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 and strength. When I see people that are really into dogs like that, There's nothing wrong with having a German Shepherd or an Alsatian or just any dog, you know, just having Mm. a dog, whatever. But Mm. people that are really into dogs, for me, are always the people that go out and get five fucking COVID jabs off the bat. They're those people, 100%. Whereas cat people, I love cats. Cats are great animals. You can respect a cat because it commands respect. Because... It can survive, you know, independently. It can it can muster the courage to fight off five dogs, even if it's a kitten. It's just been conceived five minutes ago. It will have a scrap. It can sustain itself in the wild. It can jump on a fucking fence. And when it wants its attention, it will come and cuddle. And I respect that. I absolutely respect that. And another thing that bothers me about dogs: before I go on a massive rant, I will wrap it up because I really, really bothers me. Dogs are such dumb animals. They're just absolutely incomprehensibly stupid, right? one characteristic of any intelligent creature is the ability to defecate in a safe spot human beings will take a dump in a toilet or behind a bush as will cats as will a lot of animals because it's a security risk you know when you're out in the jungles you know in primeval periods before there was like social development and city sprawls you know you had to watch out there might be a jaguar or a lion or a puma or some other rabid creature stalking you and lurking so when you pulled your pants down you had to be careful you know not to to kind of you know lose you know the ability to defend yourself. Dogs don't give a crap, pun intended. They will literally crap in front of you on the street. They just I, I really I detest them. I detest ninety five percent of dogs. I have zero <laughs> respect for them, whereas I have one hundred and ten respect percent respect for cats. I love them. Yeah. But for me, it's a good it's a good
1: way to judge human beings. You know what pets they own. Dog and cat behaviour is completely different. Like dogs. Literally try and have sex with humans. Cats never do that. Like cats no, they never do that, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, dogs will get excited and wee on you. Like literally, they'll get excited and jump and like we on you. Cats which is pathetic. <laughs> it's just so fucking dogs will eat and lick their own poo. Oh, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Why? Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, scream. Yeah, yeah, and um, and dogs smell more than cats as well. Like cats generally don't smell. Dogs generally no, they don't. Yeah, yeah, well. hundred yeah, percent.
0: So. Even street cats. You know, you see street cats, and they keep themselves, you know, relatively uh, you know, clean compared to that of a street dog.
1: Um, yeah. so yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, um but that, that that being said, I do like was well, there's certain endearing things about dogs. The fact that you know, yeah, you know, they like to play and like they kind of you know listen to what you say for food and stuff like
0: <laughs> it's, it's just getting a friend a that's subservient it's basically
1: having a slave
0: isn't it that's yeah. why i think people have dogs because they can't get friends so they have to you know they have to <laughs> supplant little animals a in their friend. lives that will do whatever they want them to do and look, i'm going to take it a little bit further i will say that generally I think there's two, when you see a man on his own that's a heterosexual because you do see gay men with little handbag dogs, but usually single men with dogs have a big dog. I think that's fair to say. It's usually mm, like some yeah, guy a trucker yeah. and it's he's got a big dog, right? Women have the exact opposite. And this is a good question. Why is that? Because you'd expect it to be kind of like, I I think it's a maternal thing perhaps, but you'd expect it to be from a kind of safety perspective, the opposite. Like some women do have big dogs. I would say most women have the little handbag dogs, the little creatures that look like satanic. Yeah, Yeah, they look like Satan's spawn. They're disgusting. Um, (laughs) And and I wonder why that is. Do you think it's like the desire to control? Because I think women like to control a lot. Absolutely. But I also think there's a maternal aspect to it. Whereas I think men want to... Be strong and portray themselves as being perhaps more alpha than they sometimes are, which is why they have big dogs. What do you think about
1: that? Uh, yeah, so, so it's interesting. So I think what we said about the maternal aspects. I think a lot of women like these cute little dogs. It's like, oh, I've got a little baby. I've got a little bit. You know, it kind of feeds in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there are some women who are like, fucking hell, I'm alone. Um, I probably can't get a boyfriend, but I can get a big dog. <laughs> like. He might. I put some political on my minge. Like you'll lick that now and again. Oh, and, on top and it of happens.
0: That. It Absolutely.
1: A hundred percent. And
0: it's it's portrayed in a in a stand up comedy sketch. Um, oh, I've forgotten the name of the, the YouTube channel. It's the biggest uh, stand up YouTube channel. But anyway, keep going. I'll
1: remember it. Yeah. Um. Uh, what BTC is now twenty five k GBP. Um flushed up coinbase anyway um must be about what 31k usd mm, so it, it, it went past the 30k more i mean you said what did you, you literally said thirty-one yeah there? i
0: said it, i said it would probably go up to 31
1: and then it will yeah. dump back down again probably yeah, um, yeah but who uh, knows it's it's anyway um yes uh so i think that you're probably right from i mean the maternal aspect definitely plays into it the production aspect plays into it but probably less so because I would definitely agree that more of them get these, like, kind of like nowadays, like, so many birds have got like cockapoos poos or some kind of like little shaggy kind of dog or poodly kind of thing or like a little mini whippets and pugs and these French bulldogs and stuff oh, like God, that.
0: fucking French bulldogs, man. If I see <laughs> one more of those. Jesus Christ, i drop kick it across the street. I'm sick of them, man. I'm sick of them. It's like people don't even have an imagination. It's like when you name your children, people call their kids... Oh, no ...names, common no names in the world, which actually irritates me. I mean, your name's James. I'm Jonathan, which is a little less common, but John is one of the most common names in the world. Yeah. It's the same with dogs. Like, why don't people put a bit of imagination in? You're conceiving a child. You're going to spend like two decades at least with that child every single day for most hours a day raising it and then you're gonna call your child something that 25 million other people in your continent are called I just find it insane but it's the same with dogs if you're gonna get a dog Mm. and you're gonna sacrifice 20 years of your life again it's not dissimilar to having a child why just get a dog that everyone else has do you know what I mean like oh that person's got a French poodle I'll get a French or a French bulldog I'll get a French bulldog it's just so like it's so uh, it's such a perfect depiction of how unimaginative the majority of society are. They just do exactly what they're told. They go out, they take their jabs, they go to the same fast food outlets, they go to the same bars, they watch the same Coronation Street or EastEnders soap operas, they go to the same pointless job where they're killing their brain every single day, and then it's just a constant rotation until the day they die, and then their children inherit that. And then we have to deal with that shit. And then my <laughs> kids in the future are going to be having to fucking kill these other children who are then adults because those children are going to be trying to impose totalitarian regimes on the rest of us. And it's going to be a whole Terminator 2 Judgment Day scenario. That's why every time I see morons breeding, it, it, it actually makes me sick. Because I know that our and our um, descendants are going to be the ones having to fend off this rabble, this yeah. fucking just spew of spawn
1: that should never have been... This is why I may not have on this any path. descendants because I might not subject oh, them true, to yeah. such. Yeah, well, um, you've
0: had opportunity, haven't you? I mean, you should...
1: yeah. <laughs> how I do mean, you know you don't have any already? Yeah, I've been mean, quite quite responsible and careful. It shows how meticulous I am with my execution of these happenings, but you started off talking about um food and like how you know people eat, and then it kind of like ended up where we were i don't think you actually landed uh, the food point that you um started on drum started off with like um you're probably more of a foodie than i am and then like consumerism and that how food is literally like the biggest kind of consumer thing and then we kind of segwayed into something else, but I felt like there was a point you were going to make about food. Well,
0: yeah, there was an original point, and then there was going to be a cut-off point to stop my rant. The latter being, I was going to say, the reason I don't like food is because I know most of the chefs own dogs. Dogs sniff shit. Shit goes on their hands, and that goes in my food. And that's why I don't want to go anywhere near <laughs> most the restaurants.
1: The most <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, uh, so that was, going to be the, yeah, that was going to be the cutoff of the round. The original point was just that I find food is so popular with people because they don't have any other imagination. And other things require effort and people aren't willing to put the effort in. Whereas, you know, going out to a new restaurant is an easy dopamine fix, isn't it? You kind of live a busy life. You work nine to five. Going bungee jumping or rock climbing requires effort. Um, anything else requires effort even the cinema for most people requires effort which is why cinemas are now bankrupt globally and they're pretty much empty every time you rock up hence the picture and video i sent you from peru two times actually and um and it's the same with the uk you know anyway um i digress so i just think it's an easy fix i just think it's an easy fix oh let's go to the new sushi restaurant stuff our face with touting Chang's new fucking sushi recipe and that will give us a fix to make us feel like we've done something productive with the day and of course you have 20 years onto that and 150 goddamn kilos they're destroying the economy because the taxpayer well I don't pay tax, I've never paid tax but people that are honest and pay tax (laughs) are paying tax because obese Jane has been stuffing her face with hot dogs every single fucking day for the last 25 years and consequently she's got a 200k per year you know, hospital bill that has to be fucking paid out by someone that's actually spent the time and you know dedication looking after their bodies um it irritates me it's such an unnecessary waste of life to be pondering about food for for the hours that most people do yeah
1: be a pondering about food, that's my opinion not. <laughs> i'm a lover of good fucking food like you know me like yeah but i mean if, you're, if you're money, not you're you're
0: healthy that's the yeah, thing. Like, yeah you've, you're, me, you've got like valid five,
1: reason five, to six, so, yeah yeah yeah, I'm a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to yeah. I, I, I just want the finest ingredients, on pureness. Um, yeah, anti-matrix food is what I want. Stuff that's going to cleanse my cells from the inside out. That's uh, what I want. Supplemented with some greasy 100%. fried chicken, oh now and again, and alcohol. Yeah, yeah. But you could appreciate that most people don't have that because again,
0: most yeah. people's taste is bullshit. You know, they watch the shit movies at the cinema and, and absolutely and just, you know, well, believe I that it's
1: their fucking dream food.
0: No, exactly. It's literally just Wendy's, McDonald's, fucking Dr. Pepper's, Coca-Cola's back-to-back. It's like people get excited and weed themselves just like their own dog that's probably pissing on their toe at the same time. Every time Coke brings out a Coke Zero vanilla, it's like, oh, God, I've got to get to the supermarket and get it. It's just, Which, of their course, they're not going to walk to because that's why they're so fat in the first place. Even though there could be a Walmart around the corner, they're getting their fucking station wagon or truck, which they don't even need to own because they're not construction workers. They don't live out in the countryside. They just own it because it's a brand. Because just like owning a big dog, it makes them feel like they're actually something. Yeah. It makes them feel like I an mean, alpha to have a truck. Range. And we all know... They've... I
1: live in the city. Like, what the... Fuck?
0: Yeah, it's, like, it's just completely... <laughs> it's just... Again, this all ties back down to, you know, the way they do divide society, you know, to bring it, I guess, back into the realms of, you know, politics and current affairs and, you know, kind of discerning why it is that people act in certain ways. You know, they've, they being the status quo, have created this ability to divide, slice and divide society like pizza's um, identity politics, essentially, you know, you're gay, you're straight, you're black, you're white, you're a man, you're a woman, you're a feminist, you've got pink hair, you've got blue hair, you've got a tattoo of Amy Winehouse, you've got a tattoo of a dog. You know, you've got a blue tattoo, you've got a black tattoo. It's all aesthetic. That People, society has placed value in aesthetic because underneath, they don't have anything else because there's no value to them. There's no value to their souls. They don't have anything
1: other than what they portray on the surface to be. A hundred percent. It's like, I'll go out, I'll go out to, to these places that, you know, for lack of a better word, normies frequent. And You look around and you're over. That's a nice t shirt, yeah. <laughs> I go to the places that Norby's frequent. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll have to write the edge and all. We'll, we'll have to produce one, they're pretty cheap. We'll, we'll produce one, we'll produce quality t shirts, but yeah, they'll, they'll be fairly cheap. The line coming shows soon, listeners. Um think we'll sell about three or four units at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might have lost all our listeners
0: now because they might all be fat Texans that own dogs that piss on their shoes. Exactly. So who knows? It
1: might be down to concerned. zero. zero yeah. you know, dogs are very uh, delicate topic. Dogs are a bit like Israel, don't you think? <laughs> you can't talk bad about dogs.
0: <laughs> no, that's true. That is true. And they bark far too much and they make far too much... Uh, uh, well, we, we leave it at that in case we want to upload this to YouTube, and you know, okay. designers won't have our our you know, being uh, being free to chat. So uh, <laughs> I'm, tr- I'm trying to stop myself from talking, but I can't. All right, continue on.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, uh, one more thing, like um, that 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 voice note that you um that you left me earlier, one that was at seven minutes forty five seconds. Um yeah. I think that should just be uploaded to our channel by itself because you touched on a lot it was very concise it was very clear and you summarized um what's going on globally very well with the social credit system and also what's like unless it's a credit system it's like it's already here like when you think about what a credit score is like Based on this, we will allow you to buy a house. Even if you've got two million pounds in cash, you cannot get certain things if your credit score so like where you could be on like forty grand a year and you could have a really good credit score, or you could have two million pound cash in the bank and have a really bad credit score um because you could be like an alpha who never took out a credit card who said i'm not gonna fucking pay that ccj because it was an unlawful fine that i was given um and it's another way to kind of separate people separate dissidents quote-unquote dissidents from uh the sheeple that just um bow to the status quo whether it's morally right or wrong Um, But yeah, it was um, a fantastic seven minute and forty five second run. Um, If you like the sound, of Jonathan's voice, and uh, generally agree with (laughs) his views, then this is gold. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's it's got to be listened to. Definitely, that will be um, should be uploaded to our channel. Um, Hundred percent. There we go.
0: That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, refreshing. Refreshing to get all of that inner inner anger out into the public sphere, into the public arena for other people to absorb (laughs) sharing the negativity or positivity. But, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the truth is always progressive. truth is always positive, absolutely. And, you know, and like, Eve, let's just say, I don't know, like, it's not 100% correct. The fact that, you know, somebody's expressing themselves with honesty and the intent is integral. There's actually, like... And integrity behind the intent. It's like that, you know, on you know, respect and it at least opens up dialogue and you know, that's what it's about. It's our freedom of speech. And uh, this is the reason why we the platforms that we're on because they still allow it and um YouTube and and the like um don't at the moment. Um yeah, it's crazy. Um but yeah, thanks for thanks for listening. I think it's probably yeah. time to wrap this one up. fifty something odd minutes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And I guess we'll tune out now and have another upload in a week's time for you all to enjoy and uh, muster upon. So, yeah, cheers for listening. All right, speak later, Bye. James. Bye.
1: Adios.